Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Beef on Front podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, and I'm back with Coyle's uh, weekly takeaways, this time for the week three games of the NFL Sunday slate. Uh, very good Sunday of games. Uh, a lot of competitive games that came down to the wire. Some some big wins by some teams, and uh, some other teams continued their disappointing starts to the season. But a very good Sunday of NFL football. Uh, and this is kind of where we start to see week three, where teams are going to start progressing more, starting to catch uh, catch their stride and find their rhythm and prove to be what kind of team they really are and the the weaker teams are going to be starting to get left behind as we're wrapping up week three and getting ready for week four now but the first game we'll talk about was probably the worst game of the day as the Philadelphia Eagles and Cincinnati Bengals battled it out to the end for a 23 to 23 tie uh just takeaways from this First of all, NFL still having ties, one of the dumbest things ever. I, I just don't know how it was in 2020 and a tie is still uh, in the system. So figure that out, NFL. Uh, secondly, Joe Burrow uh, looked really well. I mean, the Eagles defensive line had a great game, eight sacks on Burrow, but he was calm, cool, collected, made some great plays, uh, Burrow and T. Higgins seem to be building a pretty good connection. Tyler Boyd as well. So look for Burrow to keep developing and progressing uh, week in and week out. And the Bengals' offense is going to be a pretty good unit for a long time with that guy under center. Uh, The other quarterback, though, Carson Wentz, just terrible again. So many simple throws that I feel like no exaggeration high school quarterbacks can make in their sleep. Clean pocket, and he's just off target on all of them pretty much uh showed some guts down the stretch after having two interceptions in the game early but he led the eagles down the field for a game tying drive to send it to overtime he made a great throw to zach Ertz late in the game as well but still not enough to get the win uh especially what the throw that pissed me off the most was he had miles sanders down the field on what looked like a wheel route uh would have been a touchdown but Wentz overthrew him by five yards Injury bug continues to bite the Eagles, but uh, Miles Sanders looks great so far through two games, and the the backfield behind him, though, needs to step up for Philadelphia to do anything, uh, but this Eagles team isn't very good. No real depth uh, on it right now either. The linebackers are awful. Nate Gary, if I saw number 47, back of his jersey one more time, I was going to throw the, the remote through the TV. He just kept getting burnt, playing and play out. Just a, a, bad, a very bad team, but the rest of the NFC East isn't very good. We'll talk about that uh, throughout this podcast, but Eagles not looking good. Bengals get the tie. Uh, as I said, both teams got the tie in this one, but Bengals hang your head on that. Joe Barrow's looking good so far. Our next game is the Bears and Falcons. Uh, Bears win 30-26 to after being down... 26 to 10 I believe. Dan Dan Quinn needs to needs to be fired. I mean, back-to-back weeks blowing 15 point uh fourth quarter leads last week to the Cowboys this week to the Chicago Bears. That's just pathetic. Uh Nick Foles comes in after Trubisky gets benched and leads the Bears to a 
three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and the big win. So Tariq Cohen sounds like might have torn his ACL in this game. Be a big loss for uh, Chicago, especially after he just signed a pretty big extension last week. So Allen Robinson had a great game. Uh, look for Nick Foles to continue to be the quarterback out there in Chicago. 3-0, and I think maybe the worst 3-0 and team I've ever seen. But, hey, 3-0, and you got to win your, the games on your schedule. Matt Ryan had a pretty bad day without Julio Jones in the lineup. Uh, Calvin Ridley, though, continues to emerge as a star. Five catches, 110 yards, averaged 22 yards a catch. Had a 63-yard uh, catch on this one, so big game from him. He's looking really good. But uh, Dan Quinn needs to go. I mean, Falcons just can't find a way to close out these games, and that, that all comes down to coaching. Uh, next game is one of the better games of the day, Rams- Traveling to Buffalo, uh, where the Bills won 35-32 to move to 3-0, and uh, pushing the Rams to 2-1. and uh, Bills blew a 28-3 lead in this one. 28-3 lead, but they they found a way to uh, fight back at the end and, and get the get the win. Uh, very impressed by Josh Allen thus far. Uh, another four-touchdown performance, 300 yards in the air, and uh, a rushing touchdown as well. Devin Singletary, a guy I've been big on throughout the whole offseason and this year. He's uh, starting to get some more touches. Had 13 carries today. He had four catches. He had over he had 121 uh, yards of total offense. So a versatile guy, a versatile weapon. Look for him to keep uh, emerging. Stephon Diggs had a, another pretty solid game. Four catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. So look for the Bills to continue to grow. As Josh Allen gets better, that team's just going to continue to uh, improve. Rams, though, had a pretty good game still. I mean, really finding some success in the rushing game with Daryl Henderson Jr., uh, 114 yards on the ground and a touchdown. And Cooper Cup had a great game. These are two very good teams looking like uh, surefire playoff teams early in the season. But So don't if you're a Rams fan out there or football fan, just – don't count the Rams out after after this loss to a really good Bills team. Uh, I think the Rams are, are going to be right there fighting for the NFC West in a potential playoff spot. But this Bills team is looking like one of the best in the not just the AFC right now, but the whole NFL. Next game is the Browns over the Washington football team, 34-20. to uh, Going into this game, I, I really liked Washington's chances to win this one. But uh, Baker Mayfield played well. He... Completed 69% of his passes, only threw for 156 yards, but he had two touchdowns, and, and they relied on their running game again, as they did last week. Nick Chubb had a, over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Kareem Hunt had 46 rushing yards. But, I mean, 35 carries between the two of those guys, it's going to be tough to stop them. Just keep them fresh, uh, spread the ball out in the passing game. Odell, Landry, and Austin Hooper all had multiple catches. Some uh some good weapons there to work with in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield just continue to take care of the ball. They're gonna be a, a tough a tough team to beat. Dwayne Haskins though needs to step up. Three interceptions might be time to start considering change a quarterback. Don't know if Alex Smith is ready to get back on the field, but if the if the Washington football team wants to keep winning games, start winning games more, sorry. Dwayne Haskins needs to either step up his play or a change of quarterback needs to be considered in Washington. And Antonio Gibson, nine carries, 49 yards at a touchdown, averaging over five yards a carry. 
he needs some more touches. A uh, young running back, I guess that the Washington just trying to ease him into it, the start of his NFL career, but he's a very good player, uh, looks like, in his young career so far. Find a way to get him some more touches. Next game is uh, the Titans move to 3-0 after beating the Vikings 31-30. to uh, Vikings, one of the biggest disappointments in the league so far. A lot of people pegged them as the NFC North favorite. Even if they didn't peg them as the NFC North favorite, the Vikings were a projected playoff team by many. Uh, had a big lead again in this one, but they blew it. Uh, but it was good to see. Justin Jefferson, I was coming out party. The past two weeks, I was calling for his role in the offense to increase. He had seven catches for 175 yards and a touchdown today, a big game. Adam Thielen, though, not a very good game, but Dalvin Cook had a great game on the ground. Uh, 0-3, it's going to be tough to come back from that, especially at NFC, where there's a lot of teams, especially teams out in the NFC West, they're going to be fighting for fighting for wild card bids. Uh, the Vikings are going to have to go on a really hot streak here to just put them in themselves in position to make the playoffs. You got the Bears at 3-0 in the NFC North and the Packers. Uh, a very bad start to the season for a Vikings team that is viewed coming into the season as one of the NFC's best teams. Uh, on the Titans, though, great comeback win. Brian Tannehill struggled a bit in this one, but still wound up for throwing for 300 yards. Derrick Henry, over 100 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, they're they're missing A.J. Brown, though, in the passing game. They need to get him back healthy after he's got a bone bruise in his knee. They get back him back healthy, they're going to be uh, one of the favorites in the AFC going forward. Uh, another one that we're going to talk about here is the Patriots defeating the Raiders. Uh, that'll make both teams 2-1. and one. Patriots win pretty handily in this one, 36-20. Uh, I, I predicted this early in the week. I thought the Raiders, after having a big win over the Saints on Monday Night Football, would have a bit of a letdown game in this one, and they did. But the Patriots are, are looking like a real good team yet again. Are, are we surprised? No, but a new-look Patriots squad uh, found a way to limit Josh Jacobs, only 71 yards on the ground. Not much of an impact in the passing game, so Good job to the Patriots defense. That was the key to slow him down. Cam didn't have a great day on offense, but they really ran the ball well. Uh, Sony Michelle over 100 yards. You had Rex Burkhead with 49 yards. J.J. Taylor, a player I really like, 43 yards. They just need to find... Uh, there's no, not going to be anyone out in the street right now, but you might have to make a trade to get a, a guy in the passing game to for that team to reach their ceiling. Uh, Rex Burkhead was their leading receiver in this one. A real, a real uh, poor group of pass catchers, but putting up thirty six points, it only can imagine how good the the offense could be with uh, if they added some serious talent at that wideout spot. Uh, the next game we'll be talking about is the Forty ers going to two and one after blowing out the New York Giants thirty six to nine. That'll put them to zero and the Giants to zero and three. Uh, Nick Mullins, great game in place of Jimmy Garoppolo. 343 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jarek McKinnon also had a solid game as well. Only 38 yards, but he had a rushing touchdown. He made some plays in the passing game. If Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman are still out, he's a very suitable uh, backup to play. Brandon Ayuk in his NFL debut, 
gets three uh, carries. The wide receiver out of Arizona State gets three carries in this one for 31 yards, and he scores a touchdown. And he had five catches for 70 yards. So look for him to emerge as a top uh, passing target while Debo Samuel and George Kittle are out. Uh, on the Giants' side, though, Devontae Freeman, new pickup, only had five carries uh, in this one for 10 yards, just got picked up earlier in the week. Look to see, look for his role to increase, but Giants uh, look are looking pretty bad to start this year. That's the simplest way to put it. Not much of a development from Daniel Jones thus far. He's he's had some nice moments, but only completed 53% of his passes today for 179 yards and a pick. Uh, the offensive line, though, is really where the Giants are struggling. You can't give all the blame to Daniel Jones. That offensive line isn't doing so well. But I, I'm pretty confident in Coach Joe, that Coach Joe Judge is having uh, moving them in the right direction. Obviously, this was a step back, but I think that the Giants are going to be, once they get some more protection for Jones up front and continue to surround him with some more weapons and eventually get a healthy Saquon Barkley back, they'll be a team who's going to be competitive. I think Judge is going to be a, a pretty good coach in this league, but... He's it's his first time as a head coach in the NFL. He's going to have some growing pains. Uh, look for the Giants to improve as the season goes on, I think. Just got to keep Daniel Jones upright and give him a clean pocket because with Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram, those are solid players on the outside who can make some plays. Uh, he just needs to step up his game, Jones, uh, going forward. Next game uh, we're going to be taking, have some takeaways from is Another team moving to 3-0, the Steelers beating the Texans. They fall to 0-3, 28-21. Uh, Texans just had a brutal start to the season scheduling-wise. I mean, they got the Chiefs on opening night. Then they played the Ravens and the Steelers, probably the three best teams in the AFC. That fo- that pushes them to 0-3, and it's going to put them in a tough position uh, to make the playoffs as the Titans are now 3-0 and the Colts are 2-1. and Uh David Johnson only averaged 1.8 yards. It's a carry, a very bad game from him. No rushing success whatsoever for the Texans in this one. Uh, Deshaun Watson still completed 70% of his passes, two touchdowns against a very good Steelers defense. But they're really missing DeAndre Hopkins out there. You're not going to win games with Randall Cobb and Will Fuller as as your main passing targets. You'll win games, but not uh, living up to Deshaun's potential as a as a Super Bowl type of MVP, Super Bowl type quarterback, uh, Steelers continue to roll. Big Ben looking great, two hundred thirty-seven yards and two touchdowns in this one. James Conner rushing well. Anthony McFarland Jr. getting some touches. The rookie out of Maryland, I, I pretty high on that guy. I think he's an explosive player. And then the uh, receivers for. Pittsburgh continuing to play well. Juju has a nice game. Eric Ebron steps up. Uh, Chase Claypool has another big catch. Uh, a big thing to look out for, though, Deontay Johnson knocked out with a concussion. Hope that's not serious for them because he's looking like a very good player thus far. Uh, great pass rush, though, from the Steelers. They're going to be tough to beat. That's going to be a very exciting battle for the division title between the Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, we'll be moving on to the 4 o'clock window now. The Colts drubbing of the Jets 36-7. to uh, I'm just worried we'll never be able to see what Sam Darnold could be with a 
with weapons around him and good coaching. He's just had a, a bad situation, I think, but he hasn't been helping himself. Three picks again today. Uh, the Jets' leading rusher is Frank Gore. Leading receiver in this one, Braxton Berrios. Uh, aging, fr- old Frank Gore as your main rushing guy. Uh, your main running back in the backfield, that's not a winning formula. And then Braxton Berrios is your number one receiver. I, I mean, I know they got some guys banged up, but very disappointing from the Jets again. Just continuing to look like the same old Jets. Uh Impressive game, though, by the Colts, 36-7. Jonathan Taylor, another good game on the ground. Phillip Rivers takes care of the ball again. Uh, Need to see more from T.Y. Hilton, though, for this team to contend for the AFC South title. Only three catches for 52 yards in this one. Picked it up a bit from the first two weeks, but he needs to step up his game for the Colts to reach their ceiling. Moali Cox, looking like a very good uh, young tight end. Three catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Had a big game last week as well. The Colts are starting to click. Uh, Rivers realizes 17-21 on his uh, pass attempts, realizes keep keep uh, care of the ball, completes 81% of his passes, keep the, the throws nice and short, and you're going to win games. The Colts have a very good defense. Going to have a good rushing attack with Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, and Jordan Wilkins all mixing in. The Colts are looking like a very good team early in this season after that. Disappointing loss to the Jaguars week one. Uh, I just think the more they get comfortable playing with Rivers at the quarterback, the the better they're going to be, and they're going to have a chance to win the AFC South. Next one, the battle of now two one and two teams. Panthers beat the Chargers twenty one sixteen. Teddy Bridgewater steps it up after having a, a pretty disappointing start to his career in Carolina. Seventy eight percent completion percentage. Throws a touchdown in this one. Uh, first game without Christian McCaffrey in the lineup after his ankle injury. Uh, needs to, I think the Panthers could benefit more from some more explosive plays, though. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, two very explosive receivers, and Curtis Samuel as well. Get Look to get those guys going down the field more. I know Bridgewater's more of an intermediate passer, but that team uh, has some explosive guys and who could take the ball to the house at any moment, so... That's the one thing for the Panthers, I think, that they need to improve on to continue winning football games. Justin Herbert, throwing it 49 times, not a a winning formula, I think, especially for a young quarterback, but still completed 70% of his passes over 300 yards and threw a touchdown along with an interception. And he showed some some rushing value as well. Again, I just think Chargers are going to be a team that relies on the run to win their football games. They were in it all week last week against the Chiefs because they ran the ball well, but this week, only 20 carries between Eckler and Joshua Kelly. Uh, they ran it for over 100 yards total, but I think those that needs to be 30 to 35 total carries between those two guys in order for the Chargers to win football games. Keenan Allen, though, had a big day. Had 19 targets in this one, but he got 13 catches for 132 yards and a touchdown. Continues to be a great receiver, and I think he'll flourish more with Herbert under center. But I think no matter uh, what, when Tyrod comes back, despite what happened with his uh, injection, uh, sad injury from the injection from the team doctor, I think Herbert needs to remain the quarterback. He's the future of the franchise, and he's looked very good in his uh, two games thus far. The next game is the Bucks beating the Broncos 28-10 to to move to 2-1 and one as the Broncos fall to 0-3. 
my AFC West preseason champion Broncos pick not looking good. Uh, obviously, a lot of injuries. Drew Locke was one of the big guys I counted on out now. Von Miller out for the season. Cortland Sutton out for the season. A team just ravaged by uh, injuries. Didn't run the ball well today. But Jerry Judy and Noah Fant looking like two promising young targets. They're going to be players going forward. Just got to get Drew Locke back healthy. Uh, not going to be a playoff team this year, but going forward, they have a, a nice young nucleus of offensive players to build around. And Tom Brady looks very good uh, in his third game now with the Bucks. Spreading the ball around, Scotty Miller, Chris Godwin. I love this stat line from Mike Evans. Two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. It's pretty. It's a pretty good uh, percentage of catches for touchdowns there, Mike. But Leonard Fournette, only seven carries for 15 yards. Uh, I thought he would have more of a role in the offense by now. Ronald Jones though, dominates the backfield touches, 13 catches for 53 yards. Uh, a guy to keep an eye out for, LaShawn McCoy. Hasn't been getting much touches out of the in the rushing game, but he's been a, a bit of a factor in the receiving game. Two catches for 24 yards in this one. He's had multiple catches in every game so far for the Bucks. Look for him to continue to uh, play a role in the passing game for the Bucks. I mean, Tom Brady over the years loves those scat backs like uh, James White, Rex Burkhead. So look for McCoy to maybe play that role continuing to go forward for the Bucks. Uh, but they're looking better than, than the Saints right now. As we'll talk what happened in the Saints game, but the Bucks go to two and one and are looking like the best team in the NFC South right now. Uh, next game, the Lions with a big win over the Cardinals, 26-23. Comeback win for them, I believe. Uh, good to see Matt Stafford and Matt Patricia finally get a win. It seems like they're a team that always seems to be in games, but they find a way to to, to lose it late. Uh, Adrian Peterson, though, the, the lead back, 75 yards on the ground, only averaging 3.4 yards a carry. You got young backs and Kerryon Johnson and DeAndre Swift in the backfield who aren't getting much touches. Peterson's taking them up. I mean, he's 75 yards. He had a, a decent game, but not very good yards per carry. I think those younger guys are more explosive and could make some some better plays for the car for the, excuse me for the Lions. Uh, for the Cardinals, disappointing game from Kyler Murray. Uh, threw three picks. But he had uh, two passing touchdowns, and he had a, a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, but he needs to take better care of the football. The three turnovers, that's what killed the uh, the Cardinals in this one. DeAndre Hopkins continues to look great, though. Ten catches for 137 yards. And a guy who I predicted as my breakout player at the beginning of the year for the Cardinals, Indy Isabella, has four catches for 47 yards and two touchdowns in this one. So a big game from him. But the... They really need Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk to step up in the passing game for that offense to be clicking on all, on all cylinders. Only uh, one catch for Fitzgerald in this one, nothing for Kirk. Not sure if he was inactive or not, but they need the trio of uh, Hopkins, Isabella, excuse me, the, the four receivers of Hopkins, Isabella, Kirk, and Fitzgerald all to be playing well to reach their ceiling, which I believe could be the, the NFC West uh, champion this year. And then Chandler Jones, uh, he, we need to see more of a consistent pass rush from him. One of the better pass rushers in the league doesn't make much of an impact today. And Isaiah Simmons through a few weeks hasn't been as advertised not really making any plays out there. Only one uh, solo tackle this week. The Falcons have a lot of good pieces, 
But this was a disappointing game from them. Ultimately, though, comes down to the quarterback and uh, Kyler Murray throwing three interceptions. Got to take care of the football in the NFL to win games. Uh, one of the better games of the day, the Seahawks 38, Cowboys 31. Uh, my takeaway from Dallas is their receivers are elite. Probably the best group in the NFL. They had a guy, Wilson, Cedric Wilson, who I, I never heard of before today, had a great game. Five catches, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. You pair that with CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. That's a tough group to stop. Uh, Zeke Elliott was uh, targeted 12 times in the passing game today, but he struggled. Only brought in six of those targets. But this is an offense that's going to be have to carry the team. The defense is a very bad unit. Week in, week out, I think the Cowboys are going to be a team involved in shootouts. Unfortunately for them in this one, they were playing against Russell Wilson, who's probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Uh, 57 pass attempts, though. Dak throws for 40, 472 yards, three touchdowns but two picks. The one pick was on the last play of the game, but uh, 57 pass attempts isn't going to win you much. Zeke needs to get his carries 20 to 25 a game control the clock a bit more and stop playing from from behind. That's where the Cowboys have been struggling early on. But as I was saying, Russ, great game, 315 yards, five touchdowns, uh, made some plays with his feet again, as usual. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, big games. And uh, earlier in the week when I was talking about the prediction for this game, I said look out for the tight ends in this one to have a good game. Greg Olson, five catches for 61 yards. Uh, and then you had Jacob Hollister, he had a catch – but that catch was a touchdown on the goal line. So the tight ends carved up the the Dallas secondary and poor linebackers in this one. They need to step it up on the defensive side of the ball for Dallas if they want to win, but clearly look like the most talented team in the NFC. Uh, East, uh, they're a very weak division this year, yet again, just like last year. They should be the favorites still, despite uh, only having one win this far into the year. And then the Sunday night football game that just wrapped up. The Packers win 37-30. Aaron Rodgers uh, looking great at the beginning of this year. Aaron Jones, another very good game for him. And Anthony Lazard, another player that I said I thought would have a breakout year. In the place of Devontae Adams, goes six catches, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Just seems like a typical Aaron Rodgers receiver. Reminds me of a combination of Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, where he can make some plays deep, but he also is very good underneath. Uh... And he can make some explosive plays. He had a 72-yard catch in this one. Had a long touchdown catch as well. But the the Packers are another team who I think could benefit from adding another potential piece. Uh, they could look into exploring some some of the weaker teams that might be looking to sell as we approach the trade deadline. Uh, as we're now three weeks into the season. I mean, the trade deadline still still several weeks away. But they might look to add another receiver uh Devontae Adams' hamstring injury shouldn't keep him out much longer, but if you get another pretty talented guy to go with Lazard and Adams, that'll make for a good offense, I believe, and it might make the Packers the NFC favorite. The Saints, on the other hand, Drew Brees looked a lot better this week. Uh, Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara, both with 58 yards on the ground. I think they need to carry the ball more, though. And Alvin Kamara, though, looked great in the passing game. Uh, 13 catches, 139 yards, and two touchdowns to go with his 58 rushing yards. Big game from him. Uh, one of the best games of his career. And Emmanuel Sanders came out of his shell, 
he, they're going to need him, If especially if Mike Thomas continues to be out. They need a receiver to step up. Sanders had a pretty good night in this one. But the the main difference between these two teams, I think, right now is the Packers uh, have Aaron Rodgers clicking on all cylinders. Drew Brees not looking like himself. Had a better game tonight, but still, his age is showing, and that was a big fumble by Taysom Hill that ultimately cost him the game on the read option. Uh, I suggested earlier in the week that maybe Sean Payton would look to get Taysom Hill in some more action, maybe some more explosive clip more explosive plays because that's what the Saints are struggling on but it comes back to haunt him in this one uh it's a it's going to be a, a bad day in the film room I think and when Peyton's reviewing the game over tonight that it, ultimately the game was lost with Drew Brees on the sideline uh he the starting Hall of Fame quarterback isn't the one who cost him the game but it was the backup who he had it on a, a gadget play on a read option so Saints start at one and two. My Super Bowl uh, team at the beginning of the year. A disappointing start for them, but they got enough talent. Uh, hoped for them to get Mike Thomas back and hopefully get their offense clicking again. But the Packers are looking like one of the best teams in the NFC right now and throughout the throughout the league. Uh, if you had to pick today, probably pick Green Bay and Seattle as your two top NFC teams. But that'll do it for Coyle's uh, Week Three takeaways. Uh, another great Sunday of the NFL. We got a, probably the best regular season game tomorrow night for Monday Night Football in the Ravens Chiefs. But we'll talk to you guys throughout the week. And uh, thanks for the support. And hopefully your team's doing better than mine in the Eagles. But uh, thanks for following Beef Up Front. And we'll talk to you guys soon.